The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to a Christmas Day edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring a disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. First of all, I want to wish all of you who may be celebrating today, Merry Christmas. You may have heard that I wanted to take the last two weeks of the year off. And as you know, I promise 48 shows. In case of emergency, or if I have to take some time off, I like to give myself that cushion. However, I could not do that. And even today, I'm coming to you as usual. Many of you may be listening to this show a few days after the holidays, since I know many are spending time with loved ones. But I also know there are some of you who are spending this time by yourselves. And I wanted to be here for you to let you know that while you are listening to Veritas, you have a friend, a brother, a home here at Veritas. You are never alone. Tonight's special guest is someone who came into the Veritas radar in a very peculiar way. I'm not even going to tell you how it happened. I'll let the interview tell you. But I now can tell you her name, Crystal Clark. She is the author of the book, Who Are We Really 101? The Return of the Shaman. Crystal will be with us shortly. 
And even though the holidays are coming to an end, it is never too late to give the gift of truth. Truth certificates are available for three, six months, or one year. Give a gift that won't be put away forever. Make a difference in someone's life. Speaking of never being alone, this would be a great time to become a Veritas member. Go to our website, veritasshow.com, click on the subscribe button, and you will receive immediate access to all our past shows, 56 of them to date, present and future shows. You also get access to the Manticore Forum, where you can interact with people from all over the world, and the Veritas chat room, where we conduct monthly chats in which you are the ones participating with some of our guests in what we call Veritas Live. All of this for $5.32 per month, or $0.17 per day. Where else can you get so much for so little? If you need to get in touch with me, send me an email to mail, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. And today, being that it is a holiday in many places around the world, I will go directly to the interview. So get ready. How will the powers that be maintain control if we remember who we are and what we came here to do and use knowledge of the sacred science to do it? Is this what the powers that be have been so afraid of? And is the current economic depression another attempt to prevent a spiritual awakening that would completely rob them of their power? Tonight, we'll be discussing ancient texts, the unified field theory, advanced technologies, secret societies, the shadow world, UFOs and reincarnation, Nibiru and stargates, the lie inserted into our past, Hitler and the Vril, harmonic codes, the quantum field, Atlantis, 2012, the pyramids, hidden knowledge, DNA and the solar system, climate change, and much more. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to end the year knowing more than you did, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Most of the great music you hear right here on The Veritas Show is supplied by the independent artists from Jamendo.com. If you hear a song you like, go over to our homepage, VeritasShow.com, click on the guest, look up the song, and download it. You can even buy the group's CDs, in many cases right there at Jamendo.com. This is a Karai Sitching, and you are listening to a wonderful radio interview conducted by Mel. Crystal Clark was born in the United States in 1972 into a family that gave her a special privilege and freedom, a freedom they never had growing up, the freedom to explore life's greater mysteries. 
Well, they baited her young imagination with stories of ancient civilizations and even extraterrestrial interaction and encouraged her to look deeper at these things in life. The material world was baiting her imagination with an entirely different message at the same time. Your value as a human being is entirely dependent on your material wealth. Like most, she chose the material path until she had an unusual encounter in the year 2000 that changed her life forever. A series of events took place after this encounter that literally ejected her from the corporate, money-driven paradigm and thrust her into the world of the unknown, a world that revealed a very ancient sacred science to her, one that has been hidden from the public for thousands of years by both world governments and religions. Her journey has her convinced that giving knowledge of this sacred science back to the masses is the only way our civilization will avoid another cataclysmic self-destruction episode. Is she right? In her book, Who Are We Really? 101, The Return of the Shaman, she not only chronicles her journey into the unknown for us, but asks us to take the same journey as well. And she's here on The Veritas Show to explain why this is so important and why we may be running out of time to do so. Even so, the message she delivers goes beyond the doom and gloom by delivering a new kind of hope. And from one desert to another, I would like to introduce Crystal Clark. Hello, Crystal, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Crystal, you're one of those mysterious guests that we don't announce. And and when people listen to the show, they'll understand why. But I want you to start, first of all, before you tell us who you are and, and, and tell us more about yourself, I want you to tell the audience how I was able to get in touch with you. I think it's a, it's a great story. If you want, I can, I can tell my part, but why don't you tell your part first? How, how did you get in touch with me? Well, I, um, I went on this really fantastic journey, and I wrote a book. And the universe basically said to me, you have to print out a certain number of copies of this book and send them out. And I was under the impression that I was supposed to do that to protect the work, not necessarily myself, but the work itself before I went public. And uh, so I was trying to figure out who, who I'm supposed to send all of these copies to. And I came across an interview that you had done on YouTube with another individual. And I thought, you know, this, this guy is, is one of the people who should receive a copy of it. So I sent out all the copies. And, um, and then I thought, okay, now I'm ready. I can, I can start... Um, you know, selling the book online, and I can get it out to the public. But then the universe gave me another uh, kind of a curveball and said, well, um, yeah, it was important for you to get these copies out, but you can't move one toe until one of these people come forward and offer to help you. And the universe also said, and by the way, none of them are really going to want to for personal reasons. And so, um, you know, that was kind of a blow. You know, you spend years and years working on a project and you think you're finally at a place where you can get it out and uh, and then you you get an, a message like that so um, I really just had to wait and uh, you were the one who came forward and I'm very grateful for it well sometimes things happen for a reason we have a mission and, and it's incredible how some of us converge with each other let me tell you folks how it happened for me I get books from people who, who would like to be on the show, which is flattering for me because that means that people are finding 
that that this show is a portal to the world. So I have a stack of books in my studio. And as you all know, I've, I've conveyed this to you that I, with the present paradigm I live in, I don't have the time to, to really read a lot. But I do occasionally open the books, read a little bit, and then I, I uh, get in touch with some of these uh, prospective guests. But on this mountain of book, there was this, this book that had a title that just struck me. The title was, Who Are We Really? 101, The Return of the Shaman. So I saw that title and I said, wait a minute, this is one of the foundations of the Veritas show. Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? So that question immediately made me just grab that book. I opened it. I could not put it down. Even though my time is limited, I could not put that down. I was going to bed late at night and I decided I need to talk to the author. We spoke for for a long period of time a few weeks ago and I said, Crystal, I have to have you on the show. And that's when she explained her story to me. And this is, folks, how we converged. And I really have to have good reasons to have people on the show. Now I want to talk to them. I want to see who they are, etc. And her book just fascinated me. But aside from me having read your bio, Crystal, I'm very interested, and I'm sure the audience will too. What happened in your early life and then... The year 2000 was a, a big transition for you. Why don't you take it from there? All right, yeah. It was a huge transition. You know, I was really fortunate as a child because I had parents who themselves were raised in very, very controlling environments. For my father, it was being raised in a very strict Catholic household. Um, and, you know, his family were college-educated. They were wealthy and on my mother's side, her family was, you know, the, the big strong men, and they were laborers. And in her family, the controlling issue was the father. And so they both kind of rebelled, and they wanted their own children to have complete uh, creative freedom. You know, my father made sure we understood, yeah, religion is out there, but, you know, you can, when you're older, decide for yourself if that's something that you want to get involved with. And for and with my mother, it was really the complete opposite because she had she had come from a world of really high strangeness. In fact, years and years and years ago, George Knapp did a story on a ranch out here in Las Vegas that was having cattle mutilations, and that was actually a ranch that uh, my mother's cousin, who she grew up with, owned. So I was always taught very young as a child that there are great mysteries out there. People aren't talking about them, but they're important, and they always, you know, encouraged me to, um, you know, spend spend the time learning about these things because they're important. And uh, the problem was, by the time I was about nine, because I came from a, a somewhat poor family, well, at home I was being taught by these wonderful people that there's all these really great mysteries out there and to pay attention. The real world was teaching me that... Uh, my value as a human being was based on my financial worth. You know, what I wore, the kind of clothes I had, the kind of car my parents drove. And um, unfortunately, I, I chose that path, as most of us have. You know, we, we become very materialistic, and, and we believe that that's all that matters. And so I chose that path, and then uh, in the year 2000, I had a, a very odd uh, meeting and uh, I, I liked I like to liken it to uh, a, a turnip falling off the truck because yeah even though I was 
really chasing the American dream and the almighty dollar. In my spare time, I was still reading, you know, books about ancient civilizations and, you know, Nostradamus prophecies and, you know, alien books. You know, I've got, uh, my mother gave me a copy of Communion when I was like 15. So, but always, always the money came first. So I really kind of just fell off the turnip truck into this in a way. And what happened was uh, I was on this truck with all the other turnips, and you know, because you were there once too, you know, the, the, the rat race in the corporate world. And uh, one day this, this turnip that I work with came to me and said, you know, I can do things the other turnips can't do. And I said, really? And, and she was a very, very psychic individual. And she said, yeah. She said, but you know, there's a turnip on the truck who's better than I am. We should go see her. And uh, I didn't really want to go because at the time I was working 80 hours a week and I was on call 24 hours. And I had one day off a week and I had taken an extra day off to spend with my family. And that was the day she wanted me to go. And I really didn't want to do it. And she talked me into it. So uh, she said, you know, it's a half an hour session. It's only $50. You know, you'll be in and out. So uh, we, we went to, this, to go see this woman. And I was in her office for an hour and a half, and she started to say all kinds of really odd things to me. And I really didn't know how to react at first. Uh, She even actually told me my future over six years in advance. But, of course, at the time I didn't realize that that's that's what was going on. But two of the most uh, important things this woman said to me was, A, you're not really a turnip, you're a carrot, and B, you're not supposed to be on the truck. And... I thanked her very kindly, and I left. And um, what's really funny about this is that, all, you know, we're all really kind of turnips on this truck. And there is a driver and a co-driver. And after I had my meeting, if you could imagine, the, the driver said to the co-driver, well, did she have her meeting? And she said, yeah, yeah, well, how'd it go? Well, not good. She's still on the truck. And the, and the driver said, well, that's not good. What, what do you want to do with her? Well, we're going to have to kick her off the truck. So they pulled the truck over, and they kicked me off, and I tumbled off the truck, and I kind of, you know, tumbled down the road. But I thought, okay, I'm on the road. It's safe. You know, there's a road here. People have been down this road. And that road represents knowledge, book knowledge. You know, everybody writes books about this, that, and the other, and we, we've all read the same books. It's all the same information. And what I didn't know was that when they pulled over and kicked me off the truck, the co-driver snuck off the truck and was following me. So I'm, I'm going down this road, and uh, after a while, the driver of the truck called the co-driver and said, well, how is she doing now? And the co-driver said, well, not good. She won't get off the road. And the driver said, well, there's only one thing we can do. You're going to have to sneak up behind her when she isn't looking, blindfold her, spin her around, and push her out into the desert. And uh, th- that's really what happened. Um, I... Uh, you know, I think that for all of us, you know, we all have a very specific purpose that we come here for. And if we get lost and we lose our way, I think that there are events um, or, or people or places or maybe even sounds that are meant to kind of flick that switch on for us. And that's the point where we're supposed to go, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something else. And that meeting was that moment for me, but I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't understand. And uh, so the universe really just kind of took action. And literally, uh, a series of events took place after I had this meeting with this woman that literally ejected me out of the corporate world. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get back in. 
And so it took me six years of fighting with the universe to let me back in to that material. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.